Hey guys, it's Nick here. Right before we uh, put out this episode, I just needed to preview something for you guys. This is part one of two for episode number 30. We ran really long recording episode 30. It ran to be about an hour and 40 minutes. So I put up online on our Instagram and Twitter pages polls asking if you'd rather have two 45-minute episodes or one 90-minute episode. Generally speaking, it was pretty split with a little bit favoring the two 45-minute long episodes. I made the decision to just make it two episodes. It's going to be a lot easier to edit. It's going to be a lot easier for you all to listen to, because now you don't have to just pause it in the middle of a 90-minute long episode and or just listen to an hour and a half content straight through. Instead, we'll have the 45-minute episode coming out today, and then we'll have a 45-minute episode coming out on Tuesday. So that's what those episodes are going to be. I just want to preview some of the things that are in this episode because the content from this episode was actually recorded in the latter half of our recording session. So this is going to go and cover all the Atlantic League happenings, all the American Association and Frontier League stuff, which is mainly just talking about the champions of each of those leagues. But we do make some references to the, to the first hour that's going to be out on Tuesday. Those references are just to uh, Canem League expansion in Maine. There's a rumor, or not a rumor, it's been reported that they were in Maine on Thursday uh, meeting with local officials and uh, business personnel at a restaurant. Uh, it was basically a giant meet and greet. So we reference that, and then we also reference uh, the polling that we have going on on the website right now. Uh, long and short of that is we put up a ward voting for you, the fans, to vote on who you think is the most valuable player from the postseason and regular season the Can-Am League, best pitcher, surprising player, all-stars from the year, and that sort of thing. So that's all up on the website, IndieBallReport.com, slash polls. You go there, you can vote on it. There's going to be a lot more detail on both of these things on the episode that comes out on Tuesday. But we need to get this out today because most of this content and information in this particular episode will not be will be no good in a couple of days because the playoffs will have started and most of our talking and breaking down the season and breaking down playoff matchups and possible scenarios and whatnot will have already sorted themselves out. So in order to stay up to date, we need to put the back half up first and the first half up last. So it's a little bit confusing. Just want to give you guys that heads up. Hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. Cue the intro. In any case, Atlantic League time now, as we kind of shift off the Can-Am League, at least for the foreseeable future. We'll probably talk about off-the-field stuff, but as far as play goes, the 2019 season is in the books. We'll be back in May, and that will be great for them. Yep. All right, so, but the Atlantic League's still playing. Still going. Regular season's still going on last weekend, and the playoffs start on Tuesday. New York's clinched a playoff spot with a Sugarland loss, I believe it was two nights ago. The eighth playoff berth in team history. The most impressive of them all, if I do say so myself. Yep. Seeing as in mid-June, they were 13 and 30. And since that start, they have been 60 and 34. Yeah, that'll do it. That definitely wins you it. Uh, arguably speaking, and not with much argument, they are the best hitting team in this league. Yep. Uh, they have three guys batting 300 or better. Uh, Isaiah Tejada is leading the league with 343 as his batting average. 
And Kelvin Nash at the moment, at least the time of recording this, has uh, 40 home runs and 98 RBIs. Yeah, that's all that needs to be said. I mean, that is that is mashing. That is hitting at a otherworldly level. Even in the Atlantic League, which definitely is a hitter's league, but still, that's ridiculous. Those are video game numbers. Kelvin Nash is... Yeah, he's super, a league MVP. Super. Oh, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, like, there's not really an argument to be made by anybody else. You don't need a poll for that one. I mean, like, I'm going to put the poll up. I'm probably just going to put three other guys where it's like, yeah, you could go with Isaiah because he batted 343. But you you're wrong. Go with a couple other people, but you're not going to be right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, wow, it's, you know, it. it's like... It's unbelievable. It's, it's crazy. It's one of those years. Man, it's it's just... like York just said, you know what? Everyone's doubting us after that three, uh, 13 and 30 start. Why don't we just go on a huge winning streak and win like, let's see, they finished uh, 33 and 34 in the first half. So let's just win 17 of our last 21 games because why not? This is where I got to I gotta really apologize to York. Really low in the squad. To start the year, my bold prediction was... Well, we both were. We were both low. You were yeah. a bit lower. You said 25 I wins. I said they going to have 25 wins. I was incorrect. Mayakopa, Mayakopa. But they are really good. Uh, now I have seen the light on York, and they are really good. Offensively, like you said, they got some guys. They got some dudes offensively that can really hit the baseball. Exactly. We were saying, oh, yeah, they got a lot of bats and whatnot in the preview episode over a while back. But you can listen to and figure out how wrong we were now if you want to do that. Just dig <laughs> right don't. through the archives and go, oh, wow, I can't believe that uh, somebody thought uh, James Loney was going to lead the league in home runs this yeah, year. That was my mistake as well. <clears throat> yeah, no, I was pretty good with my hot takes. I said High Point's going to make the playoffs, Giannisanti won't be an All-Star, and Somerset's going to be under 500 at the All-Star game. Now, I got the division halves mixed up. I would have said, they'll be under 500 in the second yeah, half. You'd have been right. Yeah. spot on, so maybe I got a future in predicting shit. But. Yeah, maybe. Got a crystal ball. Exactly, really. But yeah, no, York, uh, yeah, they figured out their bullpen. They yep. started to get reliable pitching from Von Schoeman and uh, a whole host of other guys. Mitch Atkins, Blaine Nash, Dotel, Tahada, really take your pick. Everybody's batting very well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One through nine, they just have a strong lineup. Exactly. It's just, they turned it around totally. And I mean, I don't think you can really fault us through, uh, 43 games when you only have 13 wins to write you off. Because, I mean, how many teams are going to bounce back from that, at right. least in the first half? That's why this team's going to be so dangerous in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, no, that's... Although, I will say, for their clubhouse celebration, it was fun. If you looked at all the videos and stuff put up, only domestic beer. It's very interesting. Really? Only domestics? No, yeah. no Stella? No Stella Artois? For no, actually, boys? if you look at uh, one of the comments I made on the Instagram post, uh, Indie Ball Report on Instagram, for York, I was like, I took a tally of everything you had there. Uh, I noticed you had Bud, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra. Let's see, what else did they have on that? Coors I saw on there, Miller Light I saw on there, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Uh, but by and large, it was only that stuff. So they were enjoying themselves, but. Yeah, they had a good time. Exactly. I mean, they earned that. I oh, mean, yeah. Like, I'm sure they would have rather earned their playoff spot by getting the win as opposed to Sugarland losing. But, I mean, that's a small technicality. They put themselves in that position. You won 60 games out of your last 90 or so. So, I mean, like... Yeah, they're ridiculous. They're, they are going to be really dangerous because they are hungry and they have been through 
the adversity of adversities going 13 and 30 something to start oh, the season. Oh, yeah, no, they walked through the Valley of Darkness and now they've gone to the other side. Yeah. So. They, I wouldn't want to play them. I would not want to be the team that plays them. Oh, yeah, no, Sugarland's going to have a fight on their hands. They're going to have a that. real fight. Um, we'll kind of preview that in just a couple minutes here, but York's been a huge surprise. They're really the surprise team, at least for me, this year. I mean, oh. High Point makes a strong, compelling case, too, but. York going 16-34 and 34 outdoes anything High Point can do. It's one of those things where it's not you, High Point. It's York. Yeah, agreed. It, it's not. High Point has been fantastic as well. From beginning to end, really, oh, they've yeah, been no, strong. I, I thought it would be that hot start from that. Yeah. I really did. I was like, they're going to have a lot of energy, but it's going to die out. They're but, not going to keep it up. But and it they didn't. just kept <laughs> it up. It just, they never really peaked. They were never the best team in this league. No. But they were never the bottom two or three, which is what kept them afloat for so long. Yeah. And such an ultra-competitive division, which is so going to bear our segue here to uh, Long Island now, which locked down the second half of the Liberty Division, which opens up that wild-card spot. The only wild-card spot for this year, seeing as York won the second half, Sugarland won the first half there. And as of right now, High Point does look like that team to take that wild-card spot, but they come on in a minute. Uh, but yeah, Long Island's been even better this year than York. Long Island's been even better than York, and Long Island is probably going to be, if I had to write right now, who's my champion? Probably Long Island. Oh, uh, absolutely. They have, this is, a, this is a historically great year for them. Yep. Franchise record 84 wins. Now they have the chance to add on another three, playing high point this weekend, so we're going to get, like, kind of like the Can-Am, like, we're going to get a little bit of a preview of what we're going to be in store for soon. Yeah. So it could go up to 87, it could say 84, either way, record for them. But best all-around team. It's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah, no debate there. Third in hits, runs, and stolen bases. Second in ERA. First in saves. I believe it was third in runs allowed. Second in hits allowed. They just, they're a stingy team. They don't give you much. And then they take everything. They're just, uh, they're the kind of team that just, they're never going to push up and grab and be like, we're a great batting team, but our offense up. Yeah, they're a dangerous team because not only offensively are they pretty good, but pitching has just been ridiculous. And they're oh, just yeah. so And they've been rated. Yeah. And they've been rated all year. Yeah, and they, it doesn't matter. They just keep bringing guys in, bringing guys in, fill it in, next no. guy up, next guy. It's no. ridiculous. Vin Mazzaro's not going to the bullpen? Cool, make him a starter. He'll win 11 games. Yeah, what the heck? Joe Iorio, yeah, we didn't really hear about him, but he's going to be the league. He's just a pitcher of the year candidate because he's just that good. Yeah. It's like eye after guy. It's just again and again, they're great. Darren Downs, another guy we didn't talk about, but he's another solid guy. They bring in Pedro Bayato. They just, they find, they find pieces and they just plug them in. You lose Dan Decker and Newen Heist, not that big of a deal. We'll replace them. They have David Washington, who would, would have been challenging, uh, Nash for the home run king if he didn't get hurt, but still 21 home runs is nothing to look the other way at. Yeah. I mean, he's got a solid bat, too. And then you look at their fielding. They're tied for first in fielding percentage and have the fewest errors. Ridiculous. 980 for the fielding. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's just crazy there. So, Long Island, they're looking like a buzzsaw. York's looking like a buzzsaw. Yep. So, that wild card winner in Sugarland is not really an enviable position to be in right at the moment. I mean, still better than uh, Southern Maryland and Lancaster. They're officially dead in the water. Right. We went crabbing. We got a crab, and the barn burned down for the stormers. Oh, no. But, you know, we kind of knew that was going to happen. It was 
and the writing on the wall. Yeah. New Britain and Somerset start a very important series for each side tonight. Technically, both of those guys are still alive, but what needs to happen in order for that is extremely tough. First off, look at New Britain and Somerset. Whoever wins tonight eliminates the other one from playoff contention. So, for all intents and purposes, this is an elimination game. Right. Uh, so, if Somerset wins, what they need to do is they need to sweep New Britain, and they need Long Island to sweep High Point, which is not really looking great. That's how they get their four-game swing, because yeah. they're four back. On the flip side, New Britain, again, they really would help their cause by sweeping out uh, Somerset, and then they also would need uh, High Point to be swept. Essentially, High Point wins a game, they're in. If High Point loses out, now we're interesting. Because keep in mind, Somerset also had a doubleheader rained out in Houston the other day. Oh, yeah. So they still have two games that need to be made up. Should they should they matter? I imagine if New Britain beats them tonight, they're just going to kind of forget about them. Right. I mean, it's not that important just to chalk up another two wins potentially in a lost season. It's doesn't matter, right. Exactly. It's not enough revenue to be made there to make it worthwhile. But if it is, there is playoff implications. Oh, yeah, no, then you have to play it. Yep. Now, it would be interesting to see where they play it, because Sugarland, if I am correct, they chose to take games one and two at home, and they did, yeah. Game one and two will be in Houston, so I imagine they're going to say, it was our home game anyway, fly them out here. I imagine if Somerset's going to be saying, we'd really rather not, it seems kind of stupid, plus they're still flooding in Houston, can they even play? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, Tropical Storm really hit them hard, yeah. and it's... Some I read a report said it's like worse than Hurricane Harvey in some places, and I mean it's not. I don't know what the the situation is, the field is like at this point, but yeah, no, that'll be very interesting to see how it all breaks down. And obviously, High Point can nix that drama quite easily by oh, beating yeah, Long Island. <laughs> I imagine they're going to take at least one from Long Island. They're too good of a team to not take at least one from Long Island there. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but. I think for the final time this year, we should just kind of bury Somerset, because I really am tired of just going over and over and over about them. But enough of the people that listen to this show listen for Somerset. And so I think it's at least worthwhile to just do a mortician on their season, at least until we get to like a full breakdown of the Atlantic League in a couple weeks once the playoffs are over and everything. Somerset season is really... It's been a... It's been, it's really the best way to put that. It's been a disappointment in just about every regard once we get out of the first half. The second half, the second, or once we get out of, yeah, once we get out of the first half. The second half was so bad that, uh, offensively, they couldn't do anything. Their pitching kind of crumbled a little bit now. So, I mean, I think we're talking about a team that is just not really strong offensively and goes through ups and downs, uh, with its pitching staff. And that's just not a, gonna be a successful team. Obviously, in the first half, they played very well. Uh, they came out of the gate playing very well, but at this point they haven't recovered or emulated any of that in the second half. Oh yeah, no, they have, they've just been totally lost because they relied too much on their pitching. I mean, it's been the same story that we've been saying for the past couple months. Somerset's a pitching team. They don't rely on outscoring you. They're relying on Rodriguez, they're relying on Espinal, Paredes, to a lesser extent, guys like Jovan Gonzalez that are kind of so-so players where they'll show up occasionally at the plate, but they're relying on those types of players to just push across two, maybe three runs, and then hoping, okay, our starter's going to go seven, give up maybe one, and then the bullpen can just smooth it all over. 
And when you lose the starting pitching to be able to do that, you're really in the, oh, I'm in trouble now mode. Yep. And it's just, you lost Kubiak, you lost Oberholtz, you lost Dormady, you, I think O'Sullivan's there, but he may have been also gone. It's hard to keep track with everybody. Uh, but you got guys like Holmberg, the only remaining starters that have been there for most of the year, and a guy that's not really that consistent in Holmberg. It's like you're running out guys that can't do what you need them to do, so you're already behind the eight ball. Yeah, they're behind the eight ball, and they just have not pitched as well in the second half, like you're saying, because of all of those detractions uh, from the team. There's a lot, yeah, a lot of guys have left or been hurt or whatever. Or had the contract purchase. Had the contract like, purchase. with Flores and, Char- and Chiron. Yep, and so you have all those things that are happening. And then, like you just said, from the beginning of the season to the end, offensively, they just don't get the job done. You can play a one-dimensional game. I understand it's independent league baseball, so you can't afford to kind of build up both halves of the ball. It's really, you got to make one side really good, but sometimes you got to do what Long Island did, which is just kind of pad both sides and see who jumps out and who doesn't and let the guys that don't go and the guys that do give them more time. Also, Long Island has a Lou Ford that nobody else has. That's true. Yes, they do have a... Uh uh, an X-Factor there in Lou Ford. Lou Ford's going to be the surprise player of the league in this year. Yeah? I mean, again, a 43-year-old guy, he's batting nearly 300. It's ridiculous. It's just crazy. It, he shouldn't be doing it. He shouldn't be, but yet here he is. That's how Somerset is. I think we've kind of beat that horse till it's dead now. Oh, yeah. But, you know, overall, that's how it is. And hopefully they'll rebound next year. Yep. You can't have the fewest total bases in the Atlantic League. You can't be bottom half and most to all offensive categories with like stolen bases and doubles being the only two you're not or stolen bases and triples something like that something like that yeah, yeah you can't you need to be higher up there so that's the way it goes there final thoughts on kind of the regular season because next time we come on we're going to be focusing basically on their postseason yeah for the Patriots obviously you know disappointing but for New Britain uh, really a good fight you know a yeah. team with a lot of fight in it uh, not done yet, you know. Exactly. Getting... We could be coming on here next week and go, wow, I can't believe we were wrong twice about York and New Britain. Yeah, right, York and New Britain. But yeah. for right now, it looks like they're not going to make it. Um, and if they do make it, it would be obviously a miracle kind of thing. But uh, for New Britain, either way, just a fantastic season. Similarly to York, they're really, uh, they went through their really bad stretches, but they're a, a tough team, a gritty team that always finds a way to kind of keep themselves. They're an annoying team. They kind of, they're always there no matter what. Uh, happens, they're always going to be in it until the end. So I really admire uh, their toughness and their grit. But, uh, you know, obviously they might not make yep. the playoffs, but they did, a, they did a good job all year. Yep, the, the numbers just weren't there early enough. And that, that's going to sink you. Yep. Uh, so before we talk about playoffs, just one piece of news coming out of the Atlantic League. 2020 All-Star Game is going to Southern Maryland. I believe originally it was going to go to New Britain. I heard that around some places, but I don't want to say that's uh they passed on it because maybe he just they weren't offered it but it was supposed to be their turn in the rotation at least how far as uh things go but it will be in waldorf maryland not terribly far from washington dc which i think of possible locations for expansion to a nice place to be right where the potomac nationals are right now i forget the exact name i want to say it's like woodbridge virginia 
But they're leaving a nice little ballpark there. They are, yeah. That's a, that's a good little spot, huh? Exactly. I think that would be a very nice place to go, being that that minor league team in particular is still, I think, technically the Potomac Nationals and maybe changing the name, but same practical thing. Yeah. They're going to Fredericksburg, Virginia, so they're not even going to be anywhere near you now. There's yeah. just an open baseball complex. Must they advanced to 18? Yeah. So, I mean, take a look at the ballpark there. Hey, maybe that's where the Can-Am League was talking. Maybe. Going to Virginia. I mean, that's not too far. That's not too far. That's, that's it, worthwhile. It'd be, that'd be funny if they were there. That would be funny. So, All-Star Game is going to be July 15th in Waldorf, Maryland. First time in seven years. And the tagline for this one is the showcase at the shore. I'm a bit offended that they, they appropriated the shore from New Jersey, but... It's an appropriation of New Jersey culture, but, it, you know. It is what it is. I mean, like, they take our thing. Like <laughs> It's our thing. It is. I mean, what other place says, going to the shore? They say, oh, we're going to the beach. No, New Jersey, you go to the shore. You go down we, the shore. Exactly. We don't have a beach. We have a shore. We have a shore. Please, get it right. Exactly. That's how it is. So Come they, on, Maryland. They stole stealing. Exactly. They stole that from us. I thought that was going to be reserved for... If Atlantic City ever comes back. Like thieves in the night. Exactly. They're, they're stealing it there, those Maryland people. you got to watch out for Southern Maryland. you got to watch out for Southern Maryland. They're, they're stealing our, our slogans. They're trying to become Southern New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to be New Jersey. That's why. See, they talk bad about us. That's because they're envious of us. They hate us because they ain't us. Exactly. They wish they were here. Like a postcard. <laughs> Let's talk about postseason matches real quick before we run too, too long, because already this is going to be our longest show. But once again, either we're going to have unlimited storage or a whole hell of a lot of storage by the time this goes up, assuming everything gets figured out. Uh, but Sugarland and York, that's game one. Game one, two, and three. Just games one and two are in Texas. Game three, and if necessary, four and five will be in Pennsylvania. It really is. York's bats versus Sugarland's bats, and who's going to win that fight? Top offense is going at it. Let's see who's going to win. Uh, I would go with York. Uh, that's my prediction, is that York will win in a very tight series. I think they'll take them all the way, but I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a very tight series. But York has too much firepower for uh, Sugarland to overcome, and also it's not just firepower, it's also resilience, and it's a team that is hungry and wants to win. Sugarland has gone through their peaks and valleys this year, and they seem a little bit, you know, deflated and not really like you would expect them to be. Exactly. It's, they've been really, they're really so standout guy. Uh, really, I kind of try to highlight matchups here. That would be really kind of interesting going forward for the series. And the only matchups I really found that were interesting would be Juan Savario, who's been like the only consistent force in Sugarland this whole year. Versus Kelvin Nash. Yeah. Which, if, that's, if we're saying these are the best two guys, the most consistent guys. Good luck. Yeah. That'll go good for you, Sugarland. Uh, and then Dallas Beeler for Sugarland versus uh, Mitch Atkins. Yeah, that, and that's a good That's match. more comparable, but even still, they're going to beat you with depth there. Yeah, they'll beat you with depth. And, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think it... I, it got to be York. It's got to be York. I have York in four, really. I think they take one oh, in well, Texas okay. and then just a bulldozer. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I think that depending on the, the ballpark in Texas, how things are going there as well mm. in terms of, you know, play readiness. But assuming that it's ready to play, I think that they'll definitely take one at home, uh, maybe two at home. But uh, I, at the end of the day, I think no matter how much they get down there, uh, York has got too much 
firepower and too much exactly. resiliency to go, exactly. go away. They, they're in this position where they can play your game and beat you at it, which is the most terrifying thing when you go, we're a team that just beats you by putting more runs on the board than you do, as opposed to keeping more off the board than you do. Yeah, we're just going to bludgeon you. And they go, okay, that's the name of the game? Okay. And the end score is 14 to 12. And you go, oh, we're playing football today. That's yeah. what we're doing. Yep, we're going to be in store for some fireworks down there in Texas, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, that one's going to be a fun series there, but that's kind of just like a, I suppose, a quick preview of that one. On the flip side, I'm assuming it's going to be High Point. If it's New Britain, then it's going to be Long Island. If it's Somerset, God knows it's going to be Long Island. The only difference between uh, those two is New Britain may cloud a game. Somerset will just get put right down three. Oh, yeah, probably. That's just that. how that's going to go. Yeah. So, high point, both because it's the most entertaining of these options and also because it's the most likely. Uh, games 3, 4, and 5 are going to be in Long Island this time. 4 and 5, obviously, depending. Um, and games 1 and 2 are in high point, so we'll see how that works out. These teams are actually pretty even here. At least offensively, they're both around the number 3 and 4 best offenses in this league. So, fairly comparable in most categories. Not terribly far off in any any grouping. Uh, pitching is also extremely even. High Point does have one major edge in one category, which is 61 fewer walks. Yeah, and I think that's that's definitely something to look out for. That when you're looking at High Point as a whole, if they can keep guys off base, that's going to help them. But I think problematically for High Point, this, like you said, this is a very talented Long Island team. And I, I think if they could take two wins... If they could get the two games... If you, if you can cut in half. If you could cut in half, you could get the two games, or at least one of the two in... You just need one of the two. High point. I think that high point has a good chance. You see, here's the thing. If you're high point, you need to win both at home. Yeah. There's no excuse for that. If you lose one, you're done. Yeah. It's as simple as that. You're gonna, you're not taking, you know, two or three in Lang Island. That's not gonna happen. So you need to take them both at home and already put them on the brink going back to Long Island. If you do that, you probably have a good shot. Plus, you're also probably beating Vim... Uh, you know you're going to be beating Darren Downs and Vim Mazzaro. So, you have that going, which is going to be a fun pitching matchup, because I assume it's going to be Van Meter versus uh, Downs and uh, Ed Carl versus uh, Vim Mazzaro. So, it's it's going to be a fun matchup. Those are the two pitching matchups I was actually saying you got to look at here. Banding-wise, uh, Ricky Schaefer and... Uh, they, uh, Dave Washington were the two guys. Yeah, I, I think. And, God, yeah, I think that that's very. Uh, it's gonna be something that's really interesting uh, as you kind of look at how that's gonna develop. I don't know if Schaefer is going to be the guy that's gonna pull that out there, but you never know. I mean, those two are just the most comparable. They're like each other. Where they both yeah. hit home runs, they both drive in runs. Average hitting is not really their game, uh, but they can do it. Uh, so it's, it's just going to be a fun series. I'm kind of thinking Long Island at five, though. I think Long Island, no matter who they play, is going to be the, the team that comes out there. But who knows? I mean, exactly. baseball this is, is the one time where like, you hype up a team and then you hate to go, after you hype up the team and go, there's no way they can lose. They're the most well-rounded team. Best thing ever. Yada, yada, yada. And they go, well, they could probably get upset here. I mean, they probably could. But this is the one matchup where I'm like, you know, High Point just matches up against them well. They do. I don't know why it is. I'm not really sure what the season series is at. But when you look at the numbers, it just is like, man, they match up really well to each other. They do. Although, like I said, if you had high point for Sugarland, I think that's great from a growing the game standpoint. 
and showing the effectiveness of an America, of an Atlantic League like this. However, I think the most entertaining one would either be uh, Long Island versus York or High Point versus York. I don't think Sugarland being there is going to be very entertaining, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they'd get wiped no matter. Exactly. <laughs> I just don't see that being fun. Although I know York and High Point, I believe any time that York went to High Point, they just lost. They couldn't win in High Point for whatever reason. So I want to see that whole screw up still. So. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. Yep, so that just about does it for Atlantic League here. Just some quickly touching on a few things that I want to get to real quickly. Uh, we normally don't cover the American Association or Frontier Leagues, but as far as I, I saw a lot going on with the Rascals leaving that I kind of wanted to just smother the fire there. The Frontier League is not going to disband anytime soon. It's been around since 1993. No, that's not saying... It's been around for over 20 years. It's going to continue to be here for 20 years because that's stupid to say that. If, just because it's been here for 25 years does not mean it's going to stay for another 25. Right. It's just they're not going anywhere in, in the short term. If, they've already, if they were planning on folding or they were in doubt, been a lot more going on. Yes, they've lost a lot of teams. We're going to do a whole thing where we email every commissioner. We go and we dig into it and talk about all this sort of thing. Later on, when we kind of run out of actual on the field play to talk about, but by and large, they're not going anywhere. It's gonna be fine. It's a stable league. If this was like the Pacific Association or the Pecos League or the Empire League or anyone else, anyone other than the core major four leagues, I would say you have every right to be concerned because that's the kind of thing where it fails. Yeah. But when you're dealing with the Frontier, the Canon, the Atlantic, and the American Association. Those four are all kind of in union with each other. They all have one group. It's like the IBWB or something like that. It's, I think it's like uh, Independent Professional Baseball Organization or something like that, where they all group together. They all do transactions with each other. They're all kind of there. You think of it kind of like a UN of Independent League <laughs> Baseball and why. Those four leagues do not disappear. The last time right. we saw a major thing fall apart was 2005 with the Northern League, and there was a lot more going on with that than, than what it was. So I don't expect this to go down. If you're a fan of one of those teams, do not be concerned. It's going to be fine. Right, and even with that Northern League, it more transitioned into the Can-Am League than anything. Exactly, it morphed to the Northeast League and the American Association and the Northeast League didn't last that long, and then kind of became the Can-Am, so it, more or less it just split. Right. Because there's just... There was a major divide there. You had teams that weren't pulling their weight attendance-wise and factors like that. Because you had teams like uh, Kansas City. You had teams like Sioux City, Sioux Falls, St. Paul. Teams that were drawing like more like an Atlantic League. Right. Winnipeg again, too. They were drawing 4,000, 5,000, 8,000 fans a game. And then the flip side, over in the East, you had... Teams like the Jackals that were drawing were like four thousand. Yep. Uh, so uh, not nearly as much. Right. Nearly as not nearly as much, and I, and I I think that it's a very different situation for the Frontier League. I think they might not be the healthiest of all leagues right now, but they're certainly not in danger of tomorrow falling. Oh, again, yeah, no, the sky is not falling. We've seen this happen in numerous leagues, and the leagues are more than fine. And everything that's there. So I, I'm just not that concerned about it. But the real point that I want to get to in the Frontier League was I wanted to spend just a couple minutes on the uh, the Rascals real quick. Who They go out on top. They're folding. They're done. Uh, but they managed to win the Frontier League Championship 7-5 and in Game 5 with the Florence Freedom. It's about as good as you can expect. 
It's as good as you can get. It's the storybook ending. It's what you want. It's the Hollywood ending, but it's not obviously something that the fans are thrilled about in terms of losing the team. But if you're going to lose the team, at least make them leave on, on a championship on a high note. Yep. Yeah, they went off on the high note. Uh, sometimes the Disney story does happen, and then you see this win. It was a group of guys that fought and clawed to the last weekend to get in. They clinched on the road again for the postseason. They fought and clawed to get out of the first round. They won it on the road. They win their championship also on the road. And it's almost fitting that you, you lost your last home game, and then you win everything on the road before you just kind of disappear. There's something almost poetic about that, you know? There is something poetic about that and something uh, unfortunate for the fans about that, but by the same token, feels fitting because they're losing the team and it's almost weaning you away. <laughs> exactly. It's like you lost it, but at least you can you can look back and go, well, at least we'll always have this. Right. At least we have this run. Exactly. So, I mean, there's always that, and I just kind of want to pull that out there, and I, I was always kind of wondering, what's that legacy of, this team going to be, because there's always a legacy behind with these teams that fold. There's always still fans and people that remember, oh, I remember going to this game, I remember going to that game. For an organization that's existed for 21 years in some shape, form, or another, just since they moved from uh, Zingsville, Ohio, and they were the Grays, then they moved to River City, to uh, Missouri, and became the Rascals. They've won two league championships, appeared in the final seven times, won four West Division titles, Twice, uh, players won an MVP on their team. Uh, they pushed three guys into Major League Baseball on their way through River City. A postseason record of 30 and 26 all-time, and an all-time winning percentage of 519. Total record was 869-804. A successful organization every way you cut it. A successful run, uh, and unfortunate to see a team like that with that kind of heritage and history have to fold. Exactly. So I think their legacy is going to be that of uh, a team that had everything together until the very end. A successful team that when you look back, you go, it's a, sh- it's a shame on there. It's a shame that it had to go that way. But that's the way that goes. And then as far as uh, just American Association, really quickly here, Kansas City, real quick, any thoughts on them getting the 30-day extension? League, pay- League basically made the $50,000 payment. They said they paid part of it, but I have a feeling it's more like they paid 95% of it. That's think, just speculation, though. I think it's a good extension. I hope that they can come to a resolution over that. Obviously, it'll be still a difficult situation, but I think it's better to have that extension and see what you can kind of get out exactly. of it. They basically said, look, we're trying to find a buyer. We bought ourselves a month with 50K. Yep. So hopefully they do from the buyer, but I got a feeling they're folding. I just got that feeling. I don't think they're going to... I don't think an extra month's going to make a difference. Yeah, then your spidey senses are in on that one. Plus, you still owe over $700,000. That's never a good thing that whoever buys teams going to have to figure that out. Yeah, they're so going to get some kind of a payment plan going there. Oh, yeah, and the Tennessee City said, we want our money. We don't care who owns the team. We're getting our money. Yeah. So that's not exactly a great terms to start with. And mm-hmm. I don't imagine they're going to go with the payment plan option. Again, being that last time they got screwed over by that. Yeah. You, know, you miss 45 of uh, 48 payments. I mean, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Give me my money up front. Yeah, I mean, and no one's going to, nobody. No one's going to drop no, three quarters of a million dollars up front for that team. No businessman in their right mind is going to exactly. do that. Exactly. You'd go, well, why don't we just let them fold, have the debt collapse, 
wait a couple of years until half of these legislators are gone, and then put an expansion team in the same damn building. Yeah. Like, that makes more sense to do it. At least from a business point of view, obviously, you don't want to see the T-bones go away, been there since 03, whole shtick. But, you know, it's the way that is. Yep. Then also, congrats for St. Paul. Similar to the Jackals, win their first American League Association title, fourth overall, first in 15 years. Basically, their situation mirrors the Jackals, only they had far less trouble winning their championship. They swept Sioux City in three games. So, congratulations to them. Congrats, Saints. Oh, and also, very funny joke there with the championship parade. They had a championship parade for one block outside their stadium. What a what a parade! One whole block, my goodness. I really want to talk to whoever comes up with these promotions for them because I really want to go. These are these are next level things. You need to you need a job in Major League Baseball that you come up with stuff like this. It, it must have lasted for a solid ten minutes. Oh yeah, no, they said. The parade will approximately begin at 11.30 in the morning. It will end at approximately 11.31. Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, yeah, I thought it was a very, a very funny thing that they did. So. Funny and clever, yep. Exactly. So that's about all we have. Just outro stuff again. I want to plug. Can-Am voting is open for another week. We went through everything here. Go to the website, IndieBallReport.com. You will see everything you need there. Please vote. More votes, the better. So far, there's very few in there, and we want to get as many as possible in there so we really represent everybody. There will be a link at some point sticky to the Twitter page, which is IndieBallPod, on Twitter, that you could just click right on it, or you could go right to the description of that. There's a website title right there. You click that, it brings you right there, and everything's nice and easy from there on out. Atlantic League voting will open up when the season ends, so think like second week in October, so third week, really end of October, we'll know those results, but you can't really do anything until their season's done, and then you gotta give it the, really the two weeks to uh, really get as many in there as possible. So, there's that, and then like I said, I was going to explain the whole uh, RSS feed thing for those that care, so what would be yesterday for me, but two days ago for you. I said, watch out, our service may be interrupted slightly because we're altering our RSS. We're kind of in the process of figuring out if we're going to move to a brand new RSS feed, our new provider there, which means we may have to resubmit some things. So, like, we may have to resubmit the Spotify. I know it's a big one, but most other things shouldn't be interrupted. So you may just notice that you can't get the pod, you can't play it. That's just because no one's hosting it the sec- at the present moment realistically, what's going to happen is, one way or the other, this is going to go up, either through the service we use right now, or through the potentially new service. We're just trying to figure out what is the most uh, prudent course of action. That's one way, but I was just going to be blunt and say cost-effective, but really, that's what it comes down to. Do we want to go with A option, which costs more, but we get more for it, or do we want to go with option B, which is more, makes sense for where we are right now, but may not down the line. That's really what it comes down to. So we're kind of figuring that out, and from there we will uh, we'll go from there. But the long and short of it is, you may see a slight interruption, but it really shouldn't be much. You'll know with our plugs next week, but we went with. So, yep. <laughs> so in any case, uh, let's go with our standard plugs, and then we will get out of here, because this is going to take me about four hours to edit, which is something I'm not looking forward to do, and I'm going to have to do it tonight. So, you can find us on on Twitter at IndieBallPod, a lot of stuff goes up there. It's really our primary way of communicating when it's not the podcast. It's nice and easy. 
follow us there. You can also follow us on Instagram at IndieBallReport. Um, we do some stuff there. Not terribly much, but it's good to stay up to date with things and also get sneak freaks of articles and stuff. Speaking of articles, you can see them, the, every episode of the podcast, and videos on IndieBallReport.com. That's all available there. And then find, and also the polls and whatnot are there. You gotta make sure you do that. And then you can also subscribe to the podcast itself on TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and any other place you can find them, except for Google, which is being difficult still. So with that being said, do we have anything else left to add? Congratulations to uh, St. Paul Saints, uh, the River City Rascals, and of course the New Jersey Jackals, and we'll see what happens in the Atlanta. And alright, with that being said and nothing else left to add, and until we preach to you next time, don't forget to play ball.